You are now listening to the Soul and Wonder Podcast, Episode 14, Overcoming Depression with Plants. Welcome to the Soul and Wonder Podcast, where the conduits of the body, depths of the mind, and atlas of the soul are explored with devotion. Through cultural exchange, Christopher and Sarah and their guests will deliver sacred wisdom from around the globe, uncovering the hidden gems of conscious living and holistic healing, all to empower you on your journey of self-discovery. And now, here are your hosts, Christopher and Sarah. Welcome to the Soul and Wonder podcast here with Chris and Sarah. We are very happy to have you. We sure are. This episode is a good one, as we say on all of them, but Carl Hopner is our guest today that we have just interviewed, and he has a lot of really good information to share about how he pulled himself out of a really dark depression by changing his lifestyle, and he changed his lifestyle with a whole foods vegan diet as well as becoming more active. He used meditation, and you'll get to hear more about it when he describes it in the interview. Yeah, it's a really cool story. And again, we love bringing these people on to share their stories because everybody's unique in their own way. And so to have people like Carl share their stories with the world, it's really empowering and and I think can uh, help a lot of you. Yeah. And, you know, depression and anxiety, it's looming over our heads, especially in the Western cultures. And it's still somewhat difficult to talk about for some people. And it's also very misunderstood. And we're not claiming to have all the answers in this episode. We're not saying that everything that Chris and I or Carl speaks of is exactly what's going to work for you. Everybody is different. But we are just trying to create a safe space where he can talk about his story. And maybe you'll find inspiration in it. And maybe you'll find that you'd like to try the same thing. And just be open-minded to everything that's said here and just know that we're coming from a place of no judgment. We're coming from a place of empathy. And pure love. We've had our struggles too throughout the years and, you know, it's just something that we feel everybody can really benefit from. So yeah, just keep an open mind, open heart, and I hope that you can find, you can take something away from this. Yeah. And... Let's roll the tapes. Let's roll it. Hey again, everybody. We are back again. So today we have a very special guest. Uh, I've been really looking forward to this one for a long time, and I know uh, you have too. But um, so today we have Carl Hopner. He is a young student and plant-based athlete currently studying business management and entrepreneurship at Algonquin College in Ottawa, Canada. Five years ago, Carl fell ill to a clinical depression, which pulled him away from his passions and into a dark depression. After several years of trying to work within the system to alleviate his symptoms, he decided to give a plant-based diet a try after listening to a Joe Rogan Experience podcast in which he had a rich role as a guest. A plant-based diet and an active lifestyle is what saved him from crippling bout of depression. After adopting his new lifestyle, Carl then went on to finish an Ironman triathlon this past summer. 
He continues to live the plant-based lifestyle as he pursues more education in the realm of business. How you doing, Carl? Doing quite well. How about yourself? Great, great. Thanks. We're really happy to have you on. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on here to talk about this because I know it's not necessarily easy for a lot of people to dive into, but unfortunately, it's extremely prevalent as well. And so it's a, cop a topic of conversation that I think needs more awareness. So thanks for coming forward with your own story. Not a problem. It can be a, a tough thing to talk about, but it's important to talk about. And uh, fortunately, I came out on the right side, so it's not too uh, it's not too miserable to talk about at this moment. That's great. Um, are you able to kind of begin this conversation with talking about a bit more about uh, the depression that overtook your life, and kind of give us the story behind that? Yeah. So, so in when I was in grade eight. Uh, elementary school, I uh, I had a, a little run-in with depression, but it wasn't anything that stood out from uh, the average teenage blues, let's say. So I was able to to just kind of deal with that at the time and then move on my life and develop passions like most people do. So I started racing bikes competitively, um, starting in Canada and then eventually moving all, all around the world racing bikes. Uh, so I did that quite competitively for most of my teenage years. But when I turned 18 and finally became a young adult, uh, I came back from Belgium uh, one summer. And uh, within a month, uh, my energy levels dropped. And that was the first thing. It was just like suddenly I had no energy. Uh, and that quickly turned to, to mental trauma and then... Uh, I was basically, I came back from Belgium racing bikes and within a month I was in the doctor's office, doctor's office and uh, diagnosed with depression. So that's kind of how I, I ventured into my, my second bout of depression. Um, and unfortunately this, this time the depression hung around for uh, quite a bit longer. Um, it kind of, it followed, so it followed me throughout my life uh, from that point on and so I left cycling. I dropped out of uh, any kind of schooling I was in and basically resorted to, to sitting in my bedroom and uh, waiting for the blues to go away. Uh, at this point, I decided to you know, seek the traditional roots of, uh, of getting better by going to Health Canada and you know, dealing with doctors and, and getting on medication, uh, all with the right intention. Um, I truly wanted to get better and the doctors truly wanted to help me get better, but they just didn't have the solution for me. Which is often the case, unfortunately, I think, in this, this um, you know, story. Yeah, and I, I see a lot of people um, and a lot of doctors that unfortunately don't understand the benefits of nutrition, how it can help, and I know we'll get into that later, but um, a lot, oftentimes we're masking a lot of the, the problems with pills, and, um, you know, again, I, I see that a lot in, in our culture. That's right. I mean, at the at the time while I was depressed and going in and out of a doctor's office, um, you know, to cope with cope with depression, I, I had developed substance abuse issues. So I was taking uh, st street drugs uh, to deal with it, and you know, there was little communication between me and my doctor about things like that, just out of me being scared of admitting to those kind of things. Mm -hmm. uh, and so they were, you know, still prescribing pharmaceuticals so it was this big cocktail of disaster but like I said earlier you know everyone had the best intentions I don't think that uh, 
you know, Canadian doctors or American doctors are, are, you know, working together to, to put out the wrong, put out the wrong. I seriously think that they, you know, by prescribing medication, they're doing their best. And, you know, for a lot of people, medication and therapy is the answer. But yep. for me, for whatever reason, it, it didn't answer the question that I, that I was trying to find. It didn't, it didn't take away my symptoms. Absolutely. My brother, is a, he's a therapist that works with people primarily like bipolar disorders or severe schizophrenia and other range of issues as well. But that's one thing he and I have talked a lot about. You know, if he feels that a patient needs medication, which he often tries other avenues first, if it absolutely comes down to it, that's when he, you know, of course, recommends them to the person who's able to prescribe them the medications but it's interesting listening to his stories and how it's definitely the right road for some people and also how he also thinks it should be used as sort of like a crutch in the beginning with the goal in mind to wean them off at some point but it's not always the case for everyone and everybody's made differently and so I think it's really fascinating that the plant diet helped you uh, which we'll get into as well Um, Mm -hmm. but so first of all, we want to say we love the Joe Rogan experience we podcast. Do. We, we do. listen to him all the time. He's hilarious. Um, and it's pretty cool. You were listening to Rich Roll on there speaking about nutrition, which we've <laughs> we've seen him speak about. Uh, what was it we were watching? Had F- food choices. Food choices. He, he yeah. had a lot of really great things to say. So when you were listening to him speak about nutrition and just how he applies it to his life and things, what was it that inspired you to give it a try, a plant-based diet? Well, it's interesting because, you know, I when I turned on that podcast, I didn't know who Ritual was, and I certainly didn't think I was listening to a podcast about nutrition. Uh, at the time, I listened to Joe Rogan mainly just for the for the humor, for the comedy, sure, to, sure. to add some light. So this was uh, one night I came home uh, after a night shift at work, so it was pretty late at night. And, uh, you know, I was depressed. I started drinking, turned on the Joe Rogan podcast, which was a u- usual routine. And Rich Roll was on. And, you know, I I started watching it. And, there, you know, I want to say that he inspired me and he was just an amazing athlete. But I, I feel the more I look back on that moment, I realized that it was almost a moment of humility for me. Mm-hmm. You know, being somebody who has an abled body, um, who's, who's health, very healthy, uh, you know, despite the depression, very physically healthy. Uh, you know, I have so much that a lot of people in the world, uh, don't have. So for me, that moment of lying on a bed after coming home from a shitty job, drinking cheap beer, uh, while listening to this guy talk about how he is doing Ironmans and eating plants and taking care of the environment. And I, I just felt sitting there kind of felt like a loser just being like, uh, you know, I've been given such a great opportunity, such a strong privilege in this world. And this is how I've, this is how I've ended up. Um, now, luckily I was able to take that negative energy and channel it into something positive. So basically at the end of that three hour podcast, um, I just said, you know what, life, life is bad for me right now. So why don't I just give this a uh, try for four days? I'll, I'll go, I'll do some exercise on on the treadmill and I'll, I'll eat I'll eat vegan like what this guy is saying for four days and see how that works. So the next day, I um, yeah I started that I started that four day process where I, you know, I went to the grocery store and I just started buying all the things that they were talking about in the podcast like bananas, rice, beans, 
produce um, and just started stuffing that stuff in my face, even though at first it didn't taste that great. <laughs> and at the end of the four days, I, my depression wasn't cured, um, but I, I felt better. I felt a bit lighter. There was uh, there wasn't as much uh, as much of the symptoms around, so I decided to keep going on it. And the more that I continued, the more that I realized that my negative or my unhealthy habits that I had included in my life as a result of being depressed were actually slowing me down from enjoying the life that I wanted to enjoy. So, for example, uh, you know, waking up at one p.m. in the afternoon does not work if you want to go out. For a three-hour bike ride, right, uh, you know, right. being hungover does not work. You know, you need good food to fuel. So, when you have a passion in your life, whether it be knitting, painting, or or sports, you have something that you need to be present for. And I think that's that was the motivator for me. Is that, you know, by taking on this challenge that I created for myself from this podcast, I realized that I had this passion, and that if I wanted to to have the energy, the motivation, um, the attitude to tackle it, I needed to change my life. Um, so I think that was the motivation to change my lifestyle habits. So it's like those four days that you set for yourself was, it provided that clarity for you to see that purpose. Yeah, you know, therapists and, and parents and concerned loved ones were always saying things like you need to you need, if you if you just stopped doing drugs, you wouldn't be depressed. You know, if you just started exercising, you wouldn't be depressed. And all these rules, and I, you know, at that moment, I said, I'm not. The only rule is I'm going to exercise and I'm going to eat vegan for four days. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm going to change my life around. I'm not promising anything. I'm just promising to try. And once I started doing that, I started to see what those people are saying. You know, seeing seeing the light at the end of the tunnel, seeing that there was a next page to the story. Um, and then from that point on, you know, literally day by day, things just started snowballing into, um, a positive direction and I've never looked back. That's really cool. And I know a lot of these ways to, uh, many people are unconventional. Um, but as we grow each year and year, there's more people that are coming out and science is now, are is now beginning to recognize the importance of a plant-based diet not only for depression but also for many different illnesses so um it's really cool to again hear your story about that and see how you overcame it by using these plants and so this goes into the next question here how did a plant strong diet ultimately transform your life yeah so um you know there's we all read online about different benefits and stuff uh, of plant-based diet, and there's there's definitely antioxidants and vitamins and minerals associated with these foods that do affect the brain uh, in many ways. But I'm not a food scientist, and so I'll, I'll just butcher it if I try to <laughs> to say it right now. But it was, you know, I think a lot of it was attitude. I think when you're buying these colorful foods and you're you're getting more involved in in the eating process and you're, you're just being present with, with what you're putting into your body. Um, I think that that made the big difference. Um, you know, I tried literally, like I said, the snowball effect began once after these four days. I was online on Mind Body Green on all these different websites just looking for how can I just, like, what is, what is, what am I supposed to do? What is wellness? Like, 
what are the best things. And, you know, there's constant debate and all arguments have merit. But for me, uh, being vegan was the one rule I had. So I, I stuck with that. Um, I also incorporated meditation. I was meditating every day, um, you know, exercising at least once a day. I really just went uh, full throttle on this on this wellness thing. And, you know, some of some of the things that I picked up, I've I've scratched away from my from my daily routine and some of the things I haven't. But definitely eating enough plant based foods uh, has transformed my body and allowed me to do the the training and racing that I have done. So what's a what out of curiosity, what's a normal meal day for you? Like, you know, your breakfast, lunch and dinner. I'm kind of curious. Yeah, I mean, I definitely have my favorite foods and I tr I try to keep it affordable. So on a day to day basis, I'll wake up and have uh, a green smoothie. And in that smoothie is almond milk, uh, kale or spinach and then a, a Vega protein powder mix that Fantastic. covers a lot of vitamins. Uh, from that point on, I, I try to spend uh, my morning until noon just snacking on uh, fruits and nuts. So there's that smoothie and then I just kind of have a bag of walnuts, almonds, some dates and stuff like that, trail mix basically to snack on. And then uh, you know, lunch will probably be you know, lunch, I like to have a salad, just a raw salad. I feel mm -hmm. like having one plate of just raw vegetables a day is super, super healthy. So I, I try to have my, my big raw salad at lunch. And then at dinner, it's usually something a little bit more savory, like a, a veggie burger. Nice. Yeah, you got some really good balance there. We try to do, we incorporate a lot of the same foods. We do uh, generally do a raw, a really big raw salad at, at lunch, which... Uh, mm -hmm has always been really beneficial to us and uh, our listeners already know how we've both healed ourselves uh, from eating this plant-based diet too. But I think having balance is key too because again, we talk about people that are junk food vegans that mm -hmm. uh, you know you can eat potato chips all day, but that necessarily isn't healthy for your body. So having that balance, having those vegetables, having the eating the rainbow, as people say. Mm -hmm. Which uh, doesn't mean we don't eat junk ever, because <laughs> I had some potato chips and salsa just last night. But, you know, it's about, we just had a wonderful guest on a previous episode named Chloe, who, she's a holistic nutritionist, and she was talking about eating intuitively and living consciously through that. Um, she conquered some body image issues with, you know, mindfulness while eating and things of that sort. One of my favorite episodes but she was talking about how, you know, it's you, you can't pair negativity with the quote unquote bad foods. You have to listen to your body and your emotions and this and that. And so it's like not harping on yourself when you eat the junk food, but realizing that it has a place in your life, too. So um, but yeah, our, our day looks pretty similar to you as far as the foods are concerned. Um, we, we usually start off with a nice fruit smoothie bowl, like just nothing but fruit in the morning mm -hmm. and kind of, we'll have like a green smoothie, maybe in between breakfast and lunch, or we'll snack yeah. on like a rice cake with coconut butter or, you know, a banana, whatever. Unfortunately, we can't eat nuts right now because we both have skin issues that we're trying to fully heal. So we have to kind of give that, put that to the side, but yeah, we're the same as you lunch, salad snack on something and then dinner sounds like sounds like it's just uh like a high carb is basically like what i'm going for and it sounds like that's what you're 
yep. you're ending up with too. It's you know it, there's a lot of talk about fat uh, being bad, which I think uh, you know when I eat fatty foods, even if it's you know avocados and coconut oil, if I eat too much of that stuff, you know I don't have the the mental energy that I do when I'm all all car- carved up. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know I want to add that there are some supplements that I really enjoy. So please, like yeah. I said. When I started this wellness uh, venture, I was spending way too much money on things I didn't need. Um, but I've kind of narrowed it down to, to some key things. So if anybody out there is thinking about going vegan and about to enter into their health food store and drop their paycheck, I'm going to narrow it down to a few things. Chlorella and spirulina, number one. Yes. I love those things. You can get it in a powder if you enjoy the taste of seaweed, or you can get it in little <laughs> capsules and just uh, swallow them throughout the day, and I notice a, a difference in in my recovery from from hard exercise when I'm taking that. Another thing is vitamin D because it's hard to find in a vegan diet, and there's not a lot of sun up here in ca- Canada. So vitamin D, if you're in the northern northern parts of the world, and uh, uh, EPA and DHA oil from algae is what I like to take. It's fantastic. We. Uh... We generally do health tips at the end of our episode. And we, uh, we, I got a few more. So, oh no, we appreciate it. We might not even have to do on this episode. Yeah, this will be, be the health tip of the episode. So carry on. <laughs> uh, yeah. So those are the, those are the supplements I would take. I wouldn't go any further than that. Yeah. Um, unless you know, if you're anemic, please take iron. Oh, sorry, and B12. And B12, I get actually from Ritual on his website. He actually offers a spray, so you just spray that in, in your mouth in the morning. But uh, if my, I guess my one tip, uh, my one takeaway I would want from this podcast for a viewer is that um, I th- exercise is key here. <laughs> uh, it's not just about eating, eating greens. I mean, you, you can be a healthy person eating greens, but um, I've noticed that I, the, the thing that's really keeping me away from depression is is the hard exercise every day. Um, I finished my Ironman in August, and since then I've just been going to school, so I haven't had a training program, um, which means that you know some busy weeks or some busy days, I, I don't get out for con- consecutive days. And even though I'm eating the same, those three days that I, I don't get out for a workout, I can really feel uh, my mood starting to change and having it reverse right away from exercise. So. I strongly encourage anybody out there struggling, just let exercise be your first step. I know it's frustrating. I know it can suck sometimes, but that it's it's you need it. We definitely agree with you on that one. We we are regular exercisers as well, whether it's yoga or doing a P90X video or kundalini, anything of that sort, anything to get that energy moving, that chi, that prana, whatever you want to call it, life force. It's it does wonders on you physically and mentally, for sure. So do you feel that others suffering from depression can benefit from making the same lifestyle changes that you did? I don't think they have to be the same lifestyle changes. I think they have to be lifestyle changes, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that a lot of people who are depressed um, are, I would never say it's their fault, or that they're doing it to themselves, but there are probably life or things during your day that you could change. Um, and you know, everybody has 
a little bit of time in their day. People who say that they're they're too busy to to cook dinner or to get out for an exercise, um, I, I would suggest they take a better look at their schedule. So <laughs> I would I would say, you know, it, the, it's really hard giving advice to somebody who is uh, depressed because as someone who's, who has been depressed, I know that this is just flying right out of their head. So I would really suggest, you know, take a moment alone, some music, something that gets you really close to who you are and in a really clear space of mind and just, you know, give something up. What's something that you do during your day or your week that you, that your gut just knows isn't helping you or isn't, isn't making your life better and just give that up and give one more thing up and just, or, and add something in, just experiment with your life. You know, you don't have to, to do a plan just because someone online says it, but just make your own, rule your own destiny here and, and just improve your own lifestyle. Yeah, you know, it's really about connecting with that intuition and listening to it when you know it's there and making those active choices, which is sometimes for some people really difficult to do. But like you said, if you can create that space, that time where you, it's, it's really an act of self-love, you know, stepping mm -hmm. forward and saying, okay, I'm going to do this for myself right now even if it's just for five minutes like creating that space where you just sort of feel comfortable with yourself and over time your intuition will get stronger and stronger and louder and louder and you'll be making more conscious decisions on what's good for you and what isn't and you know that's something i think we all are going to deal with for the rest of our lives yeah i think a lot of people uh misplace self-love with um you know they feel they feel bad about about give, letting themselves have time to self care, like it's selfish. It's not. It's it's the most important. You know, uh, I think it's been said before, but uh, you can't be service. You can't. You need to be the best version of yourself to be service to those who you love. So mm -hmm. when I was depressed, one of the things that would bring me down is that I felt like I was uh, failing to those who love me, or I, I wasn't enough for those who love me. And maybe I wasn't in the in the sense that I wasn't the best version of myself. So I, I in order to, uh, you know, be service to those around me, I needed to become the best version of myself. And to do that, I needed to uh, improve my diet, start exercising, and get a better positive outlook on life. Yeah, very well said. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. And I think we can all strive to continuously be the best version of ourselves. You know, there's always something I know each day I learn about myself. I'm like, okay, it's not bad, but it could be better, you know, and I'm not yeah. harping on myself about it in a negative way, but realize learning to kind of laugh at it and be like, oh, well, that's a flaw of mine that I can improve on, you know. For sure. And then there's the opposite where, you know, you're doing too much and you're not uh, attending to responsibilities. And that's, that can be a problem in the world of ultra endurance where people, you know, you know, go out every day and, and run for five hours. But at the end of the day, it's escapism, right? So most definitely. Well, thank you so much for sharing um, all that information. Is there, I, you gave already a lot of good points and tips and advice but if there's anything else you would like to add for anybody that may be struggling with depression or anybody who might be curious about, you know, a little more information on a plant diet, uh, is there anything else you'd like to add? Or they can also, you can also t share where they can find you to contact you for more information. 
Yeah, I would first. I would just repeat that that phrase that I just said earlier was that uh, to be of service to those around you, you need to be the best version of yourself and do whatever it takes to become the best version of yourself. And don't let others around you define what that best version of yourself is. So whether you want to strive to finish an Ironman or finally knit that sweater that's in your head, uh, go for it. And I guarantee you, you'll solve a lot of your problems on the way. Um, if people want to find me, they can. I'm quite active on social media, so Instagram or Facebook. Um, or if they just want to send me a direct message, um, Carl underscore Hopner at hotmail.com. Great. So I'm easy reachable. And I've had people uh, to reach out and, and tell me their story. And uh, it's always, it always blows my mind when people do that. So, whatever way I can help, I'm here. Great. We really appreciate it. And uh, thank you again for, you know, sharing your story and being brave. And I, I admire your strength for coming out and talking about this. It's uh, really admirable. It was great. And I wish you two the best of luck with this uh, with this podcast. Thank you, Carl. Take care. Bye. What a really, really incredible story. Inspirational once again. We hope that you've enjoyed our interviews so far. You know, it's incredible to see people transform their lives, finding their purpose, finding clarity by using their trials and tribulations to get them there and then using that to help others. And that's what we've noticed as a pattern for all of our guests that we feature on our shows, their business, their line of work, or their everyday just living comes from trials and tribulations, comes from their own challenges. So it's really cool to hear everybody's story, how they've transformed and changed. Yeah, and we hope that you use their stories as some sort of guidance to help transform your life. That's why we bring these to you to help. Um, I know a lot of you may relate to maybe not necessarily Carl, but other people that we've brought on. So um, that's what they're, we're trying to spread this information and spread awareness as best as we can. Absolutely. And so now that we're done with this episode, it's time for your health tip. the health tip and this one's super easy you don't have to spend a lot of money on this one it's just lemon water yeah so every day you wake up put your feet on the ground go downstairs slice up a half a lemon pour yourself 16 ounces of water and squeeze that baby in 16 ounces of preferably really clean water we we personally like reverse osmosis which you can find a machine near you yeah, if you go to your local health store, generally you'll find reverse osmosis. Um, there are some that you can actually add minerals to, which we highly recommend because sometimes you lose minerals through the dis, uh, distillation process. However, with that being said, get that lemon into your water and drink that down 30 minutes before you eat breakfast. And what this will help you do is number one detoxify specifically the liver and it will help get you get you moving for the day yeah it'll help it cleans out the pipes let's say because think about it when you're asleep at night your digestive tract is also somewhat asleep your body is using the energy on your brain and recuperating from the day before so you're there's a lot of stagnant energy physically and energetically there's it's stagnant so when you drink a glass of water, even if you don't do the lemon, we want you to do the lemon, but even if you just drink 16 Do the lemon. Even if you just drink 16 ounces of water every morning, 
it gets your pipes flowing again. You'll have cleaner and faster bowel movements. It's it should be it's like the water just rushes through right before any food substances i personally keep a glass of 16 ounces of water at my bedside so that i don't even have to get up and go downstairs i just wake up roll over drink it down yeah so if you follow that uh we think you'll get some really good results absolutely so enjoy your water